We love IoT. We've got to look at these things and make determinations based on what our own individual risk tolerance is. But we all want the convenience. Yeah, <laughs> Ocean's so Eleven through the fish tank. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Cyber Guys podcast. Today, we're talking about the Internet of Things. You know how everything is on the Internet now. We have mobile devices. We have thermostats, refrigerators, washers and dryers, cars, you name it. And it most likely has Internet access these days. So with all of the convenience that Internet accessible devices bring, how vulnerable does it actually make us? Is it something that we should actually fear? Home security cameras meant to keep you safe, but now... Reports that hackers are breaking into them terrifying families. Using a laptop, the hacker dialed the car's emergency communication system and transmitted a series of tones that flooded it with data. Those high-tech gadgets could be used against you. The thermostat turned all the way up to 90 degrees. She thought it was a glitch, setting it back to room temperature. The thermostat continued to go up, and a voice began speaking from a camera in the kitchen. A video from inside your home broadcast over the Internet, and you have no clue. It's happening to families all across the country. The horrifying sound coming from this ring security camera. From iPhones to websites to cars, Charlie Miller of Ledoux makes it his business to hack the computers that drive modern life. Hackers are outsmarting the smart home. Are you frightened? Not nearly frightened enough. Maybe. In today's episode, Mike and I sit down and talk a little bit about the Internet of Things and some lessons to be learned from some of the past hacks that we've seen. But before we get into it, we got a little housekeeping to do. If you like what we do here on the Cyber Guys podcast, make sure you like the video. If you're new here, make sure you subscribe and hit that ring bell little thing, whatever it is, to make sure that you're alerted every single time we upload a new video. We have weekly podcasts, we upload snippets from the podcast, and we are starting a new segment uh, that we're currently calling Three Minute Cyber, but that title may actually change, where we uh, break down some very complex technology uh, and into small little bites, about three minutes long. Go ahead, take a look at the channel if you want to see those. Don't forget, again, subscribe, like, ring, bell thing. I'll see you guys after the episode. Hey man, so let's, uh, let's, talk, uh, let's talk the Internet of Things. IOT. IOT. I know it seems like kind of trite and most people are just kind of accepting of it now, but I mean, the, the amount of vulnerabilities that, that occur just simply by putting one small device uh, online, it's, it's crazy. And, and I think a lot of people just kind of accept that and move on, but I think it's something to, 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 that we should wade into. You know, this is one of those things I, I talk about a lot. I talk about to my customers. Uh, I talk about to my students, you know, the idea that we keep advancing what's possible so rapidly without thinking about what it opens up, what it creates. You know, everybody's playing catch up on, oh, so if I put a nanny cam in my kid's bedroom and a hacker hacks it, he can see my child and, and actually, in some cases, scare them. And, and, and remember that it was on the news a couple of years ago. This, this, this hacker was saying, you know, I forgot what he said he was. He was. He yeah, was but Santa they were talking Claus. to the kids and they were scared. Talking to the yeah. kid, freaking the kid out. 
You know, yeah. and at first the parents are like, what? You're hearing voices? Uh, what's wrong with my kid? The fact that this is possible. Oh, your TV has a, has a nick. Oh, your doorbell has a nick. Oh, everything is on the internet now. You know, your refrigerator can, you know, uh, hit Whole Foods and ask, and order more, more uh, stuff. And now this stuff's getting delivered. Your refrigerator can order your, your supplies. And then guess what? Someone just shows up with, with new milk and, and eggs. I mean, yeah, it sounds great. But what's it opening up? Yeah, every single time a new device is added to the internet, it only presents a new vector of attack. And as consumers, something to consider, of course, on the consumer side of the house is how how convenient these devices are. It's really convenient to have a nanny cam in my kids' room because then I can keep an eye on them when I'm you know, downstairs or when I'm in another room. Uh, it's really nice that my washer machine and my dryer are both on the Wi-Fi so that I get alerts when you know my wash is done if I'm in a different room. That's all and convenient. Then, until it gets exploited. Then, and, <laughs> and look at what happens. Just look, just look at what happens. Who is that? I'm your best friend. As eight-year-old Alyssa LeMay stood in her room, a terrifying voice spoke to her. Mommy! I'm, I'm Santa Claus. Don't you want to be my best friend? Yeah, I, that's terrifying, right? I mean, as we're both parents Could you imagine? and we see that. I, I have kids. That's scary. The horrifying sound coming from this ring security camera installed in the child's bedroom, which she shares with her two sisters. For five minutes, the voice taunting the young girl playing strange music, even instructing her to destroy her room. It's, it's absolutely scary. And so uh, we know as uh, being in the cybersecurity space, we know how to secure those things down to a degree where it's it's extremely unlikely that something like that can occur. However, however, 90% of the population out there are not cybersecurity experts, right? They're not going to be able to configure. And a lot of these companies, while they do have to go through some regulation to put stuff out, especially like nanny cams, right? They got to go through the FTC for, for approval. Cybersecurity is not a huge focus of that. Yeah. It, it needs so, to be. Well, I mean, it's not. It, it needs, needs to be. be. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, you have uh, tons of IoT devices out there that can be scanned. Uh, there's repositories of, uh, there's databases of security cameras that have been, you know, infiltrated. And there's just a list of IP addresses that you can just kind of click on and then just get a random snapshot of somebody's house. I mean, all that stuff is actually out there. And I'm not even talking about on the dark web. I'm just, I'm, there's stuff out there on the uh, on the regular web that you can just go to and find that stuff. So, so everybody, you know, if you're a cybersecurity professional, you already know this, but everybody else watching this, if it's connected to the internet, it's connected to hackers. Your doorbell, your Nest, your Alexa device, whatever. If it's on the internet, it's connected to hackers. Just yeah. know and, that. And, and that's the thing too, from a consumer side of the house, something else to consider is your own privacy. That a lot of times people will give up their own privacy for certain conveniences, of course. However, check. At what point does it become too much convenience for the, when is the cost not worth it? When is the juice yeah, not worth the rate. squeeze? I yeah, mean, check this video rate. out. I want to show you, I want to show you this video that I, that I have. Well, I had to see it for myself. This is something from Walgreens. Walmart. Walgreens has digital screens now. 
absolutely nothing to be worried about. But take a look at this. This is a screen at Walgreens, a digital screen that, co that, that, that covers the fridge. And it says, we believe yeah. consumers can experience the benefits of digital technology without compromising privacy. Cooler Screens never seeks to identify individuals and never gathers or uses any personal identifiable or linkable information, therefore, or thereby, fully preserving privacy. The consumer yeah, right. experience is our priority. You should yeah. not have to have that on a screen in a supermarket. Think I mean, about that. Just think about the implications. You know, that is something their lawyers said, hey, do this. But you better slap this on it. Just, just, just make sure we put this disclaimer because they're going to sue us if you don't. I and mean, now, that's what we're talking but about. look at this. Look at this. There are there are not only sensors on these digital doors, but there's cameras as well. So they're yeah. recording things. You cannot tell me that they're not storing that information somewhere. Yeah. That by utilizing and opening that door and grabbing uh, whatever kind of water or beverage I want, that that's not somehow being tracked. That's absolutely well, now, insane. And now Amazon Go stores, the whole store is based on, you know, a, a deprivation of privacy. The whole concept yeah. is, is built around, it. you know, it's, it's there every, you know, everybody's watching. It's not Big Brother. It's, it's your local multi-million multi dollar, billion dollar corporation. Again, you're right. It's not Big Brother. It's not the government or, I mean, these are companies that are putting products out there that are just sucking up tons of data, tons of information, and oftentimes are less secure than you would expect. And the thing is, they may not spend a lot of money on storage, but it doesn't mean that someone else can't tap into the feed, collect the information, and they store it. You know, the idea that the company may not maintain this information for their records beyond a certain time uh, index doesn't mean it's not going somewhere where that information can be compromised, used, abused, and taken advantage of at some level in the future. Exactly. So let's shift gears, though, now to like companies and organizations, right? Now, every single time they come up with a new product to put, you know, to put a nick into, their attack vectors are being widened as well. Now, one of these instances, I think, is just famously awesome. There was a a fish tank that was used as an attack vector by hackers in a casino. <laughs> think about so, that. That's crazy. Your fish exactly. tank. So this goes this goes back to to some you know to, to some reports from a few years back. But essentially, what some hackers were able to do is they were able to hack into the wireless uh, sensor for a fish tank that basically provided temperature information, cleanliness information for the tank back to some central repository, and they were able to use that as the vector of attack and get through uh, get in deeper into. The network of the casino. I mean, think about that. That's that's the next plot of the new Ocean's Eleven movie. They, they're going to reboot the franchise, and the way you get into this casino is through the fish tank. But who thinks of securing the fish tank? That's that's the problem with IoT. Who and and, and that's that is a scene that you would see tank. in a movie that people would be like, oh, that's just a Hollywood thing. That's that's fake. No, that is real. No. That is absolutely real. It not only has it happened, it can it happen, but it has happened. So if again, it's on the same network, if it's on the same network. It can and will be exploited by those who are looking for a soft target entry point into your environment. And this is a perfect case in point. Perfect case. Yeah, <laughs> Ocean's so, Eleven through the fish tank. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, companies are, are, are putting all kinds of things on the, on, on the Internet. They're utilizing all kinds of new products uh, to, to, to streamline uh, their operational environment. And all they're doing is exposing themselves more and more to attacks. Um, 
like I said, we're seeing that with with uh, with with the casino that got hacked via the uh, fish tank sensor, but we're also seeing that in medical devices as well. So this is actually something that's really interesting. Back in 2015, the FDA actually con- actually confirmed that their cardiac devices at St. Jude's Hospital could actually get hacked. So devices, meaning like pacemakers, defibrillators, all those things that are used to monitor patients' heart rates, those could be vectors of attack. Perfect crime. You know, talking about movies, this would be the next Knives Out plot. The next Knives Out series, we're going to kill the doctor before he says clear. We're going to hack into the defibrillator. And right when he's getting ready to defibrillate the patient and everybody says clear, before it happens, we'll shock it and he'll kill him. <laughs> right. I mean, it's far-fetched. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, if, if you can hack into any device, you can misuse its function. Absolutely. And, and, and just to be clear, this was a report that was done after the security patches were developed and implemented for these devices. This was something that the FDA came out and reported on and provided a report on. But the expectation that these things are patched and secure from the moment they're they're developed uh and pushed out to the operational environment or to the production environment is is a misnomer people mistakenly believe that these things are very secure and oftentimes what we see is something like a data breach or an actual successful hack or some kind of attack before these things can be fully secure but that's the real risk of iot the real risk of iot is the idea that no one even thinks about this device as being a, an attack vector pivot point or target of some cyber criminal or someone else with malicious intent. It, it, it just doesn't enter the mind because we're not used to thinking about those devices as being anything other than what they are. But the minute you put a network interface, in, the minute you have it connect to Wi-Fi, you, the minute you have any sort of program logic capability inside, even if it's a very, very lightweight OS that just does specialized things, the minute you do that, you are creating the opportunity for something to go very wrong. We keep putting extremely dangerous devices on, on the internet. Absolutely, we really do. So back in 2015, there was a hack uh, of a Jeep Cherokee at the Black, Black Hat USA. I don't know if you remember this when it came out. It's a pretty big oh, yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, what they basically were able to do is uh, they were able to, to hack Jeep Cherokee while it was driving down the road and crashed the vehicle. What started as an ordinary highway drive I can't see anything quickly of- turned terrifying for Andy Greenberg. Okay, hold on tight. Hold on. As hackers remotely took control of his 2014 Jeep Cherokee, sending him into a ditch, Greenberg, a reporter for Wired magazine, did this on purpose, working with cybersecurity experts, hackers, to show how some connected cars can be vulnerable. Look at that. And That's like, you have all these cars now, even if they may not be full Tesla, uh, Tesla autopilot, they, they may not go that far, but how many cars now have um, automatic braking, you know, uh, collision detection, you know, they park for you. There's enough control over the vehicle uh, that is, is done under the guise of uh, safety features that if it's actually abused or executed at the wrong time, if it can be accessed remotely and triggered, who knows what that could do to you? The hackers in the Wired article accessed the Jeep through its infotainment system to change the radio and the AC and in a much more dangerous move to kill the engine. Uh, and, that was and consider, 
Yeah. And, and even consider for, you know, individuals who are m- maybe targets for, for, you know, more scrupulous, you know, hackers out there, they could be targeted based on their vehicle and uh, easily have their devices hacked in the vehicle, the GPS navigation changed to have them led to a less safe environment, something that they could be either you know kidnapped, or killed. I mean, these are real concerns that automakers have to face now. Um, but since we all, putting these things, these devices in these vehicles. But we all want the convenience. This is possible now. My car can connect to my phone. My phone can connect to my house. My house can connect to my job. We want it. We want all these connections without thinking about the risk. And our job as risk management experts, as cybersecurity professionals, is to say, hey, wait a minute, slow down, pump the brakes. If you're connecting to the internet, you're connecting to hackers. You are connecting. Yeah, I think that's kind of the, that's one of the hardest things to do as well, because uh, as we've mentioned before, time and time again, you know, it's like we're beating a dead horse already, but, you know, a lot of times we're kind of seen as like, these profit, these, you know, all we do is, is spread doom and gloom. And I'm sure that's what this episode comes off to, <laughs> to the layman, honestly, you know, everything you have is hackable and you have to assume it's already been hacked, you know, but right. this is truly what we have to face, not only as, you know, consumers, but as organizations as a whole, we've got to look at these things and make determinations based on what our own individual risk tolerance is. You know, yeah, for a like lot of people, said- yeah, for a lot of people, they're, they're okay with, being vulnerable to a certain extent, um, if they get if there's a good trade off, um, I certainly know people in my life that would not care um, that Walgreens is tracking <laughs> what they buy, uh, even though that's what they're doing. Uh, most companies are doing that. There's other people like myself who 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 really really are bothered by that fact. So it's all based on people's individual risk tolerance, based on you know. But but there is a misconception out there that devices that go on the internet are are safe from the get-go. And, that, and that, that's something that I think needs to have a little bit more focus for sure. That, that's sim- simply not true. And, and this is what I always want people to come away with. It's when I talk to executives, uh, when I talk to senior leaders or, or even just regular users, I just said, look, there's, we accept risk in life every day. You accept risk when you walk out your, your door. You accept risk when you're uh, walking outside in the rain. Now, there's one thing to walk outside in the rain. There's something else to hold a metal stick above your head and walk to the top of a hill uh, during a lightning storm. I mean, there, there are degrees of risk that people are willing to accept. But the problem is, and this is the real problem, is they accept risks that they have no idea that they're accepting. If you want to accept the risk, fine. You want to go bungee jump, bungee jump. But you know what you're doing when you jump off that bridge with a rubber hook. The idea that you may die is something that you're accepting. You, you jump out of plane, you skydive. You're accepting that risk. You know what you're doing. But if you take a person who would never skydive and throw them out of a plane, that's a problem. And that's what we're talking about here. We're putting all these devices in everyone's homes and we're saying, hey, you know, look at this great feature uh, and not mentioning all the downside, all the risks, all the ways that this can be exploited to t- rob them of their privacy, to rob them of their safety, and even to rob them of their money. Maybe even their lives. And and I think that's actually something that to consider we should we should focus on a little bit more for people who are wondering, okay, so who cares if they can see what my thermostat says, or who cares if they can see that my, you know, my my washing machine is done. That's that's not the point. The that's not the the whole point of the actual attack. What uh, a hacker is likely to do is some form of ransomware attack where 
they will lock you out of that device or they will shut down the the device to the point where you can't use it and will send you some kind of ransom letter that states you have to pay them a certain amount of money click on a link and send them money to this this anonymous source in order to get your 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 access back to these devices and and there's another risk that uh frankly I'm I'm even more concerned about than that and that is using these IoT devices as a pivot point. If they're all sharing the same backplane, the same network, the same subnet as all your sensitive uh, information, your, your actual uh, computers and, and the things where you do have information you do care about, you may not care about that uh, smart washing machine. But if it's on the exact same subnet and the exact same backplane as your personal um, computer and everything else where you do your taxes or whatever, then you have, a, have another problem, which is why I would just say to this, if you are a cybersecurity professional out here and you have IoT devices in your house and you don't want to let go of them, at least have the decency to segment your environment and create a <laughs> firewall where you isolate your IoT devices from your more sensitive information. But for those out in the uh, general public, just bear in mind, if it's on the same network, it's on the same network. If you can get to one, you can very often get to everything. Yeah, and and I think for the general population, it's difficult to for them. You know, we're not talking about VLANs and seg network segmentation and all that kind of stuff with them. What I would say though is to ensure that the operating system of whatever the device is is up to date, and that the security patches, the latest security patches from whatever vendor you you have, are installed as a baseline. Do your homework on the devices that you have and understand what the vectors of attack could be. It's very, very, very simple to just say, oh, well, you know, it's behind my Wi-Fi password or it's behind, you know, a firewall. So I think I'm good to go. It's, it's too easy to slip into that kind of complacency. Uh, if you do care about your privacy, if you do care about your security, if you don't want to be the victim of a ransomware attack or have your data stolen, then at the bare bare minimum, understand the devices that you're putting uh, into your own private spaces, 100%. And if you determine that you know your risk tolerance you know is is not is is not surpassed, then by all means you know proceed, but do so with a full understanding of what you're getting into. And unfortunately, yeah. that's what a lot of consumers consumers are victim of is is they 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 walk into these things or they walk into homes that are fully networked, that have tons of IoT devices throughout and have absolutely no clue what, kind, what they're being exposed to. That's really simple awareness. It's all about awareness. We love IoT, absolutely. but we know <laughs> what it can do. We know what it can be. We know the other side, the dark side of the use <laughs> and abuse of these devices. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Cyber Guys podcast. If you enjoy what we do here on the podcast, make sure you hit that like button. If you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe and hit that bell to be notified of any time that we post something. We got a lot of stuff coming up. As always, my name is Andrew Valencia, and on behalf of Michael Hill, stay safe, be secure, be sure. We'll see you next time. <laughs>